Welcome to the Gatecast. Presented by Alan and Mike. Lucy, I'm home. I am not Lucy. Oh, you're right. We'll just upload a computer virus into the mothership. I was going to do my living room like this. Well, sir, my recommendation is that anyone attempting to leave the mountain should be shot on sight. Welcome to the Gatecast. This is a quick bit of news I wanted to have up front for those who don't listen to the whole of the podcast. Sometime this week, the existing Gatecast website will be moving to a new domain, which will be gatecast.co.uk. I'll be posting updates via Twitter, Facebook and Google+, as and when this happens, and then we'll be resubmitting to iTunes. And hopefully we'll get our listing back, but under the new name, and alas, sans all the reviews we had gathered and were very grateful for. Back to the show. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Gatecast episode 143, covering Evolution Part 2, Season 7, Episode 12. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Gatecast. As Alan says, Evolution Part 2. How about that? A surprise. A two-parter with the same name. I don't get a line. You don't get a line? No, I just, Again. Get, I just get it previously. I'm sure there's a line on mine. There he is, yawning away. Ah, there he is. Bad line. <laughs> Hiding. Technology conspiring against you. So if they're out and going, given that I'm 26% through Bionic Commando, I should have the thing mostly finished by the end of next week. Oh, good. Indeed it is. I have perhaps foolishly kicked off Clash of Kings from Audible, having finished The Long Earth. What's that, 30, 40 hours? 37. 37, not a bad guess. Each book is nine, each part, and it comes in four, is nine hours and 17 minutes. Come on, I've right clicked. Thank you. Oh, the last episode on this disc. Okay, my line is duly ready, but you were in mid-spiel when I interrupted you about the line. That's all right. It makes interesting listening. Yum. He said, sipping a combination of uh, cheap sparkling mineral water and Robinson's no other sugar cordial. Oh, <laughs> that's a life. A force cordial and mineral water has been sitting in the fridge for at least five days. So it's achieved a near ice-like temperature. Okay, my line is cocked and my stomach is empty. That means let's get going. Alan needs to eat. Indeed. Alan needs to cook and then eat. <laughs> Not your world-famous shepherd's pie, or was it cottage pie? No, that was shepherd's. It's got lamb. It's definitely right. shepherd's. No, I bought a ton of uh, chicken fillets and beef burgers. I froze most of it, but I cooked some of the chicken yesterday, which formed last night's dinner and the uh, filling for my toast this morning. And I have two beef burgers sitting in the fridge, which I'll grill. Toast and chicken? Yeah, it was basically a toasted chicken sandwich. Be breakfast? Considering I can get up till near 11, it was more like brunch. Oh, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> you know, my idea of breakfast is slightly different to yours. So yeah, full day. A meeting, then counsellor, then this. <laughs> Then Bionic Commando. Yes, your new obsession. Well, I'm sat around here for at least three or four hours with not much to do. I'm sure there's a TV show you could be watching. I managed to pretty much empty the DVR apart from a film that they recorded on Saturday. So there's nothing on the DVR. How to continue a television series after a major actor has left the cast. Part 2. The Blake 7 Method. Remove the character from the script. Introduce a new replacement character. Eventually, few of the original characters will be present, and the series will barely resemble its original form. For more about British science fiction television, listen to the British Invaders podcast. www.britishinvaders.com Okay. Ivra Tree. Ivra Doe. Ivra Hain. Squeaky. Fade to black. Fade in on. Previously. Run, Jilk. Yes. It's the uh, non-killable Braytac. Gooey again. Yes. Who was the first school to find the device? His name was Telchak. That is one of the problems with the two-parters, you know. We've said everything about these scenes already. Indeed we have. But they were expensive, so let's use them again. We paid for these explosions. <laughs> We're going to show them to you again. Yes. <laughs> Oops. Oh, well, yeah, that's always worth watching yes. again. The shower scene. The shower scene? Oops. What is your plan to Boradin? He just gave us his homeworld. We're back in. Is this new? This is new. We're in, yep. The State Department has received a ransom demand for Dr. Jackson and Dr. Lee. We've been given 72 hours to pay or they will be killed. 
Do they know who's behind it? Kidnappers haven't identified themselves. Yes, Daniel and the doc have been kidnapped. Not a great surprise when white Americans go into South America. Officially, they have no intention of paying any ransom. Unofficially? My ties with the Honduran government are at stake. No one is willing to risk breaking policy over this. Why is a chip company discussing Honduras? Bad pump? Mm. We've done it before. Obviously, the rebels are betting that our tenuous relationship with the Nicaraguan government will prevent us from taking action. But they're wrong. I've called the president and he's agreed to help. As we speak, he's requesting that the CIA gather whatever intel they can. Jack's got a few hours to kill. He's done it many times, probably in many countries as well. Thank you, sir. I'll let you know the second I hear anything. <laughs> the CIA. Do you really want to trust them? I imagine what Jack can say about them. Apurate, gringo! Rapido. Well, not the second. Obviously, several seconds afterwards, because it'll take us into Madeira. Amanda Tapping, who did the commentary with Peter DeLuise, was very impressed with Daniel's physique. Daniel's definitely gotten seriously buff at this stage. Peter said he was doing push-ups before this scene filmed. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, I mean, that sort of musculature requires two to three hours in the gym at least four days a week for about three months, and a good diet, lots of white protein. I suppose that's one of the benefits of acting, where, you, you know, your job requires you to stay in shape and you get a lot of downtime. You're going to be sitting in your trailer for two or three hours, you might as well work out of it, aren't you? Well, today, we're going to start slow. Or perhaps not. <laughs> <laughs> now, I seem to recall a behind-the-scenes in the Supernatural DVD where the boys had remote control helicopters, big plasma screens. Or... What is this? Oh. Even though for the previously, this is the longest teaser ever. And this is the part where you do not talk. Okay. That's just cruel. The peach torture. Or mango torture or whatever it was. Mm. Mm. Hmm? Why you? And your friend. Ooh. If you tell me what this is. I don't know how long someone can go without food. But I believe the human body needs water every three or four days. Artifact. That's a problem. You start telling them one thing, you're gonna, he's going to keep asking mm -hmm. for more. An artifact. Oops. Why is he suddenly talking to you? I'm an archaeologist. That's what I do. I, I look for artifacts. Well, I found one. <laughs> he's getting a bit delirious, isn't he? <laughs> it might be. It depends how long they've actually been held up without water in a very humid climate. Mm. Vancouver is known for its humidity. <laughs> I'm sensing a hint of sarcasm. You're nothing more than an archaeologist, and you find and study artifacts. It's perfect sense. Mm. Surely there's room for an Indiana Jones reference in this episode. I thought it was an Indiana Jones reference in the last episode. Was it? What is this? And again, you're not so talkative. See, Daniel, you can't be picky when you're being yes. interrogated. What gives you the right? come into our country and steal valuable artifacts. You call yourself a scientist? You're nothing but a thief. I thought they had established that they weren't in their country anymore. Oopsie. But I have reasons for what I do. I don't doubt that. <laughs> yes, you kidnap and kill people, but I've got a reason. <laughs> I've been tortured by the ghoul. You really think your amateur hour stuff is going to work? <laughs> oh, wait for it, wait for it. Oh, the battery! <laughs> spark, spark. <laughs> and here's something else you should not doubt, compadre. They're not compadres. Guess where we're going to stick them? Really this is a family podcast, son up. <laughs> four minutes, 57 seconds. Or five minutes, 20 on mine, which is still one of the mysteries of the DVD and video playback. Mm -hmm. <laughs> go, go, go. All right, then. Evolution Part 2, Season 7, Episode 12, our 143rd episode. Written by Peter DeLuise, directed by Peter DeLuise. TNG, Dangerous Mind, Sex in the City, Shifters and Vice Versa, shares its name. First aired in the UK, December the 15th, 2003. I can't Christmas. Oh yeah, yeah. The US got it January the 9th, 2004. Australia, September the 9th, same year. And the Canadians on November the 25th, 2004. Gasp. 
Yes. I mean, we do that every week, don't we? We always seem surprised that Canada gets it last. But <laughs> well, no, it's just that uh, that's actually relatively quick by the standards of Stargate. <laughs> no, I think it's more of a case that Australia's been delayed more. Well, that new stuff? I don't think so. A CIA operative in Honduras, an agent Burke, believes he knows where Doctor Jackson and Doctor Lee were taken. Burke, you know him? Agent Burke? Seriously? Yes, I do. Anything I should know about? He's the only agent on this. We're stuck with him, regardless, right? Right. Recognition. Oh. <laughs> Nothing you should know about. I see. Yeah, so you haven't really got a choice, and if you can't say anything good... There's a C-130 waiting for you at Peterson. It leaves for Honduras in two hours. I like the C-130. It's one of my favorite aircraft. Is that the Hercules? Yep. Why is she adjusting the P-90? It's not a P-90. No. Oh, I did discover this is relevant. The little gun that Karen Murphy used in Dresden Files is identified Sorry. in book 12 as a P90. Yeah, of course, I've now read book 13 and side jobs. Well, that's the one Kincaid bought her, isn't it? This yeah, I think mission. Kincaid bought her. Shouldn't be a problem. Describes the ammo thing as a box of shots. <laughs> when do you leave? Now. Good luck. You too. Now, that scene actually said a hell of a lot without any words. Him being carried or her expression? No, between Jack and Sam. Mm-hmm. He looks uh, like he's been through it. Uh-huh. Looks like he'd been dragged backwards through a hedge that was simultaneously dragged backwards through a combined harvester. was great to have Ray Tack and Jacob in the same episode. A powerful sensor array prevents anyone from approaching the planet unnoticed. The Stargate on Tartarus is inside the structure and has a powerful force field protecting it. We need to know how Anubis created this new soldier, confirm what we believe his intentions are, and if possible, stop him. Thank you, Captain Obvious. It sounds oh so simple, doesn't it? We must gain access to the planet by somehow temporarily shutting down the sensor array. I agree. The question is how. I will walk through the Stargate. The treating like Anubis is like any other gold system lord they've handled. I wear the armor of Anubis' assassin. According to your account on Ramius's planet, it passed through the Forceville trap. But at what physical cost? We have no way of knowing. The Forceville around that Stargate has got to be more powerful than the one we used. I'm sorry, kid. I'm with Selmac on this one. Perhaps we should actually experiment with this beforehand. Yes. <laughs> Let's have a vote. I vote twice. Yeah, that's not fair. Yeah, simple. Once I deactivated the sensor array, a scout ship can then approach the planet. Radioactive isotopes taken beforehand will permit us to move around freely without being detected by internal sensors inside the base. Radioactive isotopes, because they've worked so well in the past. Well, they, they do work for a couple of hours. you just got to make sure you're off the base before they wear out. You go, Neil. You don't look happy, Sam. I was hoping for this plant to be shot down. No, she's not happy with her dad risking himself like this. <laughs> oh, look, a burrow. One of the many animals featured in this double episode. Peter seemed very pleased with himself and having so much livestock in this show. Mm. <laughs> this one's going well. Here's Agent Burke. Mm. You don't look very happy to see me. I would have given anything to see your face when you heard my name. Hey, it's okay, man. It's okay. It's not okay. I've got 48 hours to find my friend before he's killed. Just tell me what you know. Okay, all business all the time. I can dig that station. This is the last place Daniel Jackson was seen before he hired a guy named Rolio Leo Duran to take him into the jungle. And a short time after that, he was snatched by a by anti-Hondurian extremists. This is Enrico Colantoni. Colantonio. Colantoni? Veronica Mars's dad. There you go. Oh. He's been in Just Shoot Me, Veronica Mars, a recent Canadian uh, cop show called Flashpoint, and now Person of Interest. I think it's been renewed for a second season. Hmm. Given the extra time off I have, I might watch some Castle. Good show. Yeah, but it's awkward because it's American discs and the PS3 won't play Honduras and Nicaragua are in the middle of a territorial dispute. I know what you're thinking. When are they not? 
So because of this, anyone in the I Hate Honduras fan club can seek shelter behind the Nicaraguan borders and buy guns. What kind of guns? AKs. AKs for days. Nicaragua gets their stuff directly from Russia now, but in the 80s, they inherited all the old stuff from Cuba. I like that. They let us fight Cuba from their shores. We get our asses kicked, and Cuba gives them the guns. Good old basic kidnapping for money to fund the rebellion. South American politics and rebels is a bit of a party keg. You've been down here too long, Burke. Yeah, you think so? You know why I got this crappy posting in this no. stinkhole park? Well, here comes the blame. Are you going to try and blame yeah, me now? Yeah, I do. You could have stood up for me. Hillary left me. What do you think happens in a friendly fire incident when one team member gets killed and the other doesn't vouch for I you? I didn't see what happened to Woods. I told him what I knew. I wasn't going to lie. I'm I told him what I knew. I'm talking about lying. I'm talking about my head. You, me, Woods. We were buddies, man. You knew me. Let's face it, CI Optive in this part of the world is what I thought was a, a long career. Uh, only in terms of life expectancy. <laughs> It's not as if you you don't stand out. Mm. You can put on a little flowery shirt, grow a beard, drink a little bit more than you normally do. Actually, really not impressed. I don't think so. I know how to get over the borders. I know where these rebels operate. Well, yeah, I'm in charge. No. You're just the guy. Just a guy. That's what you think of me now? That's right. You're not so gone you don't understand the need for a clear chain of command, are you? You want to know how gone I am? Yeah, I was say, we know there's a history between these two characters. Mm-hmm. Of course, the actual details are coming out right now. Si, necesito un guía. I am a guide. This is just my day job. Oh, they've got a new bartender after what's-his-name got shot last week. <laughs> new day job. Is everyone a guide? What the hell happened to the last 13 minutes? This has just shot... Last week's episode was a lot slower moving. Could be the five-minute teaser. Could be, yeah. I never thought I would die like this. Are we dead yet? Oh, you're not dead yet. <laughs> Wake me up when I'm dead. You're not dead yet. <laughs> Daniel still looks fracking buff. <laughs> I told them. What? Why'd you tell them? Everything. <laughs> everything. Everything. What, the Stargate and everything? Yes, everything. About that time after the party? Yes, everything. <laughs> I really wouldn't fiddle with that. Well, unfortunately, Bill's told him everything. Oh, dear. Oh, a very simple, but actually quite a pleasing little special effect, that mm-hmm. is. I assume just done by the halogen bulb inside the thing. I imagine it's all CGI. I'd say maybe bold plus CGI for the glowy roundy bit. Oh, that's subtle, isn't it? Breathe in a bit more. <laughs> Silent, in one piece. Yeah, not injured. He looks uncomfortable in that. I mean, the actor looks uncomfortable in that. <laughs> it's his plan, basically. He can't say anything negative about it. No, it's Peter DeLuise's plan. <laughs> the actor just has to put up with it. For as long as the helmet's on, that's why the cutaway. Yes. I'm assuming that's not the actor in there. No, that's uh, Dan Payne again. Dan, who's about six inches taller. Which is why we didn't get a full body shot of... Yeah. You know, that actually looks better than uh, Star Wars Episode Three. <laughs> Now, how dodgy is that? I mean, would the guy put his hand out? That's all CG. That's very clearly CG. You don't imagine that these super soldiers actually walk around admiring the view or thinking, where am I? Do I take a left or do I take a right? Why doesn't he just blow your man away? Probably wants to be able to get to the sensor controls without alerting the base. Sit. This is Thoth. Thoth, played by Ian Marsh. He was actually a servant of Ra and the Egyptian god of knowledge. You seem damaged. Egyptian god of what? Knowledge. Thoth has probably seen many of his kind already executed for failing Lord Anubis. He's a type into you, punishes failure quite severely. He's a ghoul. Punishing failure quite severely comes with the time. (laughs) Yeah, even if you're useful. It is green. Yes. You know, dark. Movie dark, so it's... Not fully dark. Now, you'd think the sensors yeah. would be probably picking up something different. 
Even if we were to attempt secure communication... We would have to leave our position from the dark side of this moon, making us visible to their sensors. Saved by the bell, or Anubis in this case. <laughs> He's actually scared. <laughs> Wouldn't you be? Thoth, Lord Anubis, I was not expecting you. Tell me how this one has fared. This one has just returned, my lord. I need time to finish my preliminary analysis before I can make a proper report. It can wait. There is a remote probe malfunctioning. It requires your attention. Yes, my lord. You imagine that apart from his immediate guards, Anubis doesn't have many gold surrounding him. Mm. So many things could have gone wrong. He's so stubborn. <laughs> yeah, everything could go wrong. You know about it. The sensor array is powered down. No doubt your father's stubbornness. The exhaust port assemblage? Oh, come on! How Star Wars is that? <laughs> that was deliberate. Isn't that's there a de- landing pad anywhere? That's definitely... Oh, that's pretty... It was pretty last week as well. It's the same shot. <laughs> You're pointing. Pedro, the guy, played by Miguel Castillo. He's a Cuban. Only did a couple of shows, though. This and Dead Like Me. There is this well in the middle of nowhere. Standard US military boot tread all around. You think that's Daniel's bandana? Make a wish. <laughs> they had to cut back on the 40mm grenades that he's got on his little bandolier, mainly because they were too heavy. How hard could it be to track their GPS locators? I'm just kidding. I've only been here a couple minutes myself. Change your mind? The manner of speaking? Vete. Regresate a la cantina. Cuatro mil? Muchas gracias, señor. Momentito. This is the end of the road, man. Don't give in already, Bert. You think? Your bosses wouldn't be too happy if the report came back you did sod all to save American personnel. Yeah, that doesn't seem to have some accent. I imagine the CIA have got a request direct from the president, though, in this case. It's kind of different. You're going to need me when this thing goes down, buddy. Come on, give me a chance. I won't let you down. I imagine Jack's service record is very impressive. Si, Pepe. Gracias. How we're talking, sports fans! Look at him, that's one hell of a grin. Just remind me, mate. Look at that, you've got some plants there that look like they belong yeah. in South America, but the trees, you think, they're not South American at all. Cable ties, they always come in handy, don't they? Spit out the blood, that's it. Mm-hmm. You value the life of your friend, you will tell me what I want to know! Your friend told me this device may be the origin of the Fountain of Youth myth. Maybe. How does it work? I don't know. Look, you grabbed us five minutes after we found it. I'm not too sure about this guy's minions. (laughs) He's a mythological figure, a Mayan god that may or may not have lived here thousands of years ago. So this device is many thousands of years old. Possibly. And this Mayan god brought this device to his temple. For what purpose? Why not just ask Dr. Lee? He'd probably tell you Mm -hmm. everything he hasn't already told you already. He should have really spit out a tooth there or something. And who? People! Mayan people! What would it do to them? Look, the research I used to find, I just gave a cryptic warning the device was... was dangerous, even harmful. That's all I know! You get the feeling that in Daniel in the episode, Need... I do not think it is so harmful. Oof, oof. I have never in my life felt as strong as I do right now. Yeah, what took Daniel probably a couple of weeks to be affected by the sarcophagus, this is looks like it's affected him straight away. Murder. Turn it off. You don't know what you're dealing with. The effects of the device may be unstable. It's it's very dangerous. Look, it's beyond our comprehension. Turn it off. Really? Because that's a good idea. He feels all manly. Rafael, we should turn it off. Turn it off? 
Do you not feel different as well? I do. It scares me. Por favor, Rafael. <laughs> he looks a bit weird. Oh, this is a mistake. You don't cross your rebel leader. They don't play by the rules. Especially, <laughs> mad eyes, mad eyes. Now that's a fatal mistake. <laughs> Muscles twitching in the neck. Yes. <laughs> this ain't gonna be good. No, that's... Why did he shoot two of them? He only shot him, but the other one ducked out of the way. Now, during the commentary, Amanda actually went, Ooh, when that happened. <laughs> you look, they spend all these time making these episodes, and you think, I haven't seen this bit, I haven't seen that bit. <laughs> Even Peter DeLuise, some of the special effects, I've never seen the finished special effect. What happened? I fooled the exhaust port into thinking it needed a purge system. I mean with the sensor array. I got held up. You weren't worried about me, were you? <laughs> That's the daughter and the long pain look. Yes, daughter, help undress me. That's not disturbing at all. Rebels move around a lot. Throughout your self-taught bushfighters. Sharp receives and most of them tend to their farms right now. Those who don't are ex-military, most likely holding up about 20 clicks northwest of Okatal. It's a nice little picture. Rex seems informed. Oh yeah, I suppose this is his area of expertise, isn't it? It does remind me of that launch game for the PS3, Uncharted, which looked very pretty. It took me feckin' ages to finish. <laughs> they found Rogelio, who got shot last week. This wasn't supposed to be on the tour. At least we know we're on the right track. Oh! Oh! Who's ah! not dead? I ain't dead. <laughs> you think? Now, do you think that's... It can't be the effects of the device from this range. What is the actual reason the bloke's alive is that uh, they pointed out... They had to pay him as much to be a dead body as it would to give him a speaking part. <laughs> and they actually liked the character, so he survived. Why not? Who did this? Oh, it's the malditos, malditos. Que mueren del dolor del culo. We're looking for two scientists. Dr. Jackson? Yeah. They have him. They went north. Cross the border. Go. He can convey a bit of information. And then do well, that'd be a bit daft if you survived four days in the jungle, slowly bleeding. Just hung on long enough to convey vital information and then die. It's a trope! There's no wild animals about to eat him or anything. Aren't there? Well, that's what I'm saying. Sh- you'd expect there to be, wouldn't you? Yes. You know, jaguars or something. <laughs> ah, I'm still on the payroll. Four days. Fail. <laughs> <laughs> I love American gods. Yeah, I don't need water or anything. I'd ask for, you know, some serious painkillers, not chewing gum. Yeah, I'm sure someone's invented both. Yeah, it's probably got a little bit of drug mixed in. Good old American military. Oh, don't give him bad news. Do not give him bad news. Mm. Speak. Lord Anubis, one of the cult warriors is missing. What is the reason for this behavior? There was damage. But I believe our method of governing the symbiote mind is still flawed. Unacceptable. Ah, the name, the Cold Warriors. At least they think it's an internal matter, not that he's a double agent, sort of. He didn't kill me, he didn't kill me, yay! Oh, come on, that's pretty much what his body language is. I'm still alive! (laughs) Piece of eight, piece of eight. He moved, I killed him, it was as simple as that. I thought he was a hostile. It's all history, Bert. Now's not really the time. And I know we were out of position. And I wanted to cut the angle down to cover you as you approached the objective. This Woods was doing the same. So you both took it upon yourselves to improvise at the same time. That's right. I'm not even going to ask how much it cost to rent that parrot just for that one <laughs> shot. Yes, to Burke's mind, Jack sold him out. If you feel like you've been wronged and 10, 15 years later you got the chance to screw the guy over... You don't screw Jack over. Well, let's be fair, Burke is probably Jack's equal in Black Ops. Mm. Plus, he's, he went to the CIA while Jack stayed in the military. He's probably just as dangerous. He doesn't look it, but he probably is. Let me get a bit more of the backstory. You see, that's how they walk, determined. They know exactly where they're going. You really don't want the answer to that question, Amanda. <laughs> I think you may need to redefine your definition of the word several, if memory serves from the shop that's coming up. <laughs> well, let's face it, no matter how many guards there are 
in a base. You know, when they're walking around, they won't see anybody. Well, they won't. There's no peripheral vision for now. I'm going to say this was referred to as the urinal. <laughs> now, you'd thought them people would have seen that as soon as they walked yeah. in. Oh, queen. Queen, yes. Very healthy queen. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're going to build an army, you need symbiotes. I left them the boots. Shouldn't we at least wait till nighttime? I don't think we have that long. We won't get a hundred yards before they kill us. Yeah, if we stay, they'll definitely kill us. I saw the short-term effects of that device. I know what a sarcophagus does to a person's sanity, and this is far more powerful. I don't think we want to stick around to find out what long-term exposure does. Yes, you do know what a sarcophagus does to a person's sanity, don't you, Daniel? <laughs> Peter admitted he lifted this from Shanghai Noon. Mm. He's never embarrassed to admit he steals ideas. Peter commented on that. Was that planned? <laughs> Isn't that the guy shot? That is the guy we shot. Limited amount of blood due to network regulations. That's not the point of this scene. The point of the scene is not the living dead. Ooh. Zombie! Judging by the number of holding tanks in this room, the Nubis must be planning to have the Queen spawn thousands of gold. But why? A symbiote is spawned with the genetic memory of the maternal bloodline. They're egomaniacal and power-hungry. It's not exactly a good combination for a foot soldier. That's right. But look at this. This Queen, whoever she is, must be in league with Anubis. She's preparing for a spawn cycle. Yeah, we know this is a little bit of expedition that we don't need. Because it was only last season when we learned all about this. Much like you, I'm paying Thank you, too. Well, he felt he had a line. Yeah, it's interesting to, you know, Anubis has actually got hold of a queen who is willing to help. And by willing, when it comes to Anubis, it's... <laughs> I'm questioning loyalty. But this is too similar to what happened on Pangar to be a coincidence. How did Anubis find out about Egeria? Jonas Quinn. Yeah, all due respect to Jonas, he's caused a lot of trouble by being captured. If Anubis had any designs on creating a drone soldier, that information would have been the final piece of the puzzle. This queen must not be permitted to spawn again. Tilt's right. Okay. Yes, let's blow her up in about two, three minutes. Yes, because clearly she can't communicate. Yes, nobody's going to spot that at all. Oh, no. Granted, perhaps not many people are allowed in this room, but that's not the point. It'd be just a couple clicks now. You just imagine Jack flying down south and they're looking in his luggage. He's got his little uh, Hawaiian shirt on. He opens it up and he's got all fatigues inside. Business or pleasure, sir? Uh, a bit of both. He's going to tell him. Forget I said anything. You've had plenty of opportunity before now. What's worse is that you think I'm just incompetent. For crying out loud, Burke. So you're perfectly willing to go into a hot situation with me watching your back? I have no choice. And I was thinking of sending you in first, me watching your back. Do you want to know the truth? I mean, come on, you really don't want to know? He's skeptical. Man, it wasn't my fault. I mean, I didn't choose, I just reacted. It stinks. The whole damn thing stinks. You want to know what really happened? Fine, I'll tell you. Woods was ghosting us. He sold out. He was he was no good. He was sending out a rogue transmission. He was giving opposition away. Woods realized that I was on to him and he turned his weapon on me and I and I just I just reacted. Oh, what'd you know? Bert was a nice guy. Why didn't you come forward with this? Come on, man, you remember how close we were. The, the wives and the beers and the barbecues. I couldn't do that to Cindy. If it comes out Woods was a traitor, she doesn't see a penny of that pension. A month away from his retirement? Woods wasn't going to retire. He was setting himself up as a mercenary for that warlord. He made his choice. He's gone. That's all that matters. Oh, dear. <laughs> a traitor within, not the SEAL unit, whatever unit Jack was involved with. Delta Force or something like that, I imagine. <laughs> yes, yeah, the zombie apocalypse. It's starting. Oh, dear. <laughs> Zombies with guns. That's never a good thing. <laughs> that certainly changed The Walking Dead, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but can he reload? On the bright side, at least Daniel and they are going to go away. Those are a little distracted. It's not good. Oh, he's not reloading, he's just picking up another weapon. He's running! 
Got him. We got him. Again. And again. He fell down. <laughs> Come on, you look. You. No, not, not you, me. You. <laughs> yeah. I'm wearing a red bandana. Is that the Mexican equivalent of a red shirt? Mexican? South American, whatever. <laughs> Upset. Upset. <laughs> I don't know what that meant, but it wasn't nice. Vamos is variation of Vamos, which is let's go, so... Yeah, they went that way. But of all the directions they could run, then just having to run in the exact direction Daniel and Bill ran. Possible. Yes, we're on a planet covered with lava, but we've still got these little braziers in, <laughs> in the building. It's a good thing. Yeah, Anubis, he's a traditionalist, really. Mm-hmm. Well, he predates Ra. Well, no, he doesn't predate, because uh, Ra was the first, wasn't he? They're from the same generation. Nothing but labs, corridors, and storage in this direction. I think Anubis's quarters are this way. Everything Jack has believed about him for the last God knows how many years going out the window. Jack never likes to be proven, if not wrong, I should say, more mistaken. He looks sceptical. Oops. Say, <laughs> Jack just puts that in line. Bang! <laughs> Amazed that Lee could keep up with Daniel even for a short time. <laughs> Although... Bill, you gotta keep moving! <laughs> yes, definitely keep moving. <laughs> It's probably time to split up. Mm-hmm. Although there's three of them and two of you, so. Racket said gunfire continues. Yeah, fairly uh, accurate. <laughs> Again, the shortage of P90 ammunition limited what Jack could do with his gun. They literally had to count how many bullets it could shoot in each episode. Leave him to die, Daniel. He betrayed you. He betrayed the SGC. Hmm. Felger never did that. Just in case we weren't sure that he escaped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what they don't tell us, after this episode, Bill was forever lost in the uh, South American jungle. Mm. And was never heard of again. <laughs> Oop. <laughs> Straight into the street. Ow, good God. I hope Daniel... Really, no shortage of machine gun ammo. I know. Plenty of AK-47s around, aren't there? <laughs> Heavy marching footsteps. Those lights, they were called condom lights because they were made out of stretchy fabric mm. that could well stretch. Oh, dear. Yeah, this is basically one huge green screen on the set they were told to look at. <laughs> you are all my children. instruments of my conquest. Nicely done. Mm. The actual walking looked a bit basic. The bowing, that looks actually very nice. And scraping. Yeah, of course he programmed bowing in. Oh yeah, total obedience. You know, that's the problem with the uh, Jafar. (laughs) Machete. I'm going to skin you alive. I'd want something a little sharper. I've got a... Oh, he's getting grabbing a rock. <laughs> I have a rock. That's one of the first time we've actually seen Jack kill the straight human. And even then, we need to actually see him fire the weapon. Yeah. How many more are there? <laughs> Don't you look surprised? <laughs> I I have my potato. <laughs> not a potato, can you? It's a rock. That's not good then. <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> there must be thousands of them. Yeah, silly bloke. You should have just fired instead of grandiose theatrics. He's a ghoul. Grandiose theatrics come with the... Well, he's even got a hand device, you mm. know. He could have taken them all out. C4. Greytack, we need that ride now. I'll be there momentarily. Momentarily? <laughs> Quicker than that, please. Oh, there goes the queen, then. Queen is dead. Long live the queen. You imagine Anubis has got more than one. 
Ah. Da 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 da. Slow mo. <laughs> Cold Baywatch. Be able to walk on this? Yeah. <laughs> I like this guy. He's still going. Contact device for enemies. Get to see out where. <laughs> That's a spirit, Jack. Yep. Again, you only saw the P-95 a couple of times. <laughs> You're not going to stop this guy, are you? Hey, get down! Come on, Bert. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that was good. And he was blowing bubbles at the same time. Mm -hmm. Very happy with himself, isn't he? This turned out into a pretty good trip. <laughs> What's with the guy from Evil Dead? <laughs> I like Bert. <laughs> He's got like a likeable version of Aborn. They actually said for a couple of months afterwards there was some serious talk about having him come back as uh, an SG team leader. Plus his show was cancelled, but he, of course he later went on to get another job pretty quick. Who left the door open? What was that? It actually said thud in the subtitles. Punch it! Oh, that's poor shooting, though. Really is poor shooting. Someone has opened the rear engine access hatch. We're mid flight. Oh, that's green fire. That's unusual, isn't it? <sighs> Ouch. You hit a lady. Kill him. You hit Tilk. Kill him. There's not much faces to run in this thing. That's one of the problems. No, you especially don't really want to walk on the ring transporter. <laughs> not in mid-flight, anyway. Oh, oh, look at that. Wobble, wobble. Yep. Whee! <laughs> now they're going to have to go nick some more rings. <laughs> Phil, are you hurt? Indeed. Indeed. My pride. <laughs> oh, Dill, come on. Oh, man, Still didn't show up, right, Jack? It's a conspiracy. <laughs> Sam? Sam? Ooh, blood. Yes. No, don't move. Just lie still. No, especially not your neck. <laughs> what hurts? Everything. That's a good sign. <laughs> it is. It's when. If your spine's broke, you'd say, I can't feel my legs. Never a good thing. Yeah, there's reason for that. Don't look down. Peter was very happy to get the wreckage of the helicopter on the set. He seemed to think it really made the pot. Just heard from Air Rescue. They got the guide. Rogelio? Yeah, he's going to be okay. They'll be here soon. And I like it. One of his grenades is missing. Nice touch. It wasn't missing after he fired. Wouldn't it? I'll have to go back and have a look at that. There were three grenades after he shot your man. Maybe there was a grenade in the thing after he fired it, he pulled one out of the bandolier and stuck it in the gun. Ah, that would work. To a nicer place. A tempered zone. Not too hot, not too cold. Fine-looking women that put out like broken candy machines. Whatever. I'll see what I can do. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> oh, look at his friends again. Is that that thing that made that guy do that thing? <laughs> yeah, great description, that is. Are you sure it's off? <laughs> we think it's off. It's not glowing anymore. So glowing thing really gives it away, so if it's not glowing anymore, it shouldn't be on anymore. <laughs> when the light's on, it's... This is Peter's contribution to the script. <laughs> Walks away by a couple of years. <laughs> it's crazy! <laughs> Burke actually wasn't written as a funny guy, though. Yep. That's one of the strange things about a lot of Enrico in that. Mm -hmm. So, miss me? Of course, sir. Well, it couldn't have been that bad. You're all still alive. As are you and Daniel Jackson. Daniel? I'm fine. We got the device from Telcheck. Good. What about Bill? Don't nobody care about Bill? You must. We will be left helpless to combat these new warriors. We have some bad news, sir. Anubis has an entire army of these super soldiers. There are thousands of them. The best we were able to do was delay his ability to manufacture more. I'd say several armies. Yes. I'm not debriefing from there. I'm going to the infirmary. Yeah, I'd like to be checked out by a proper physician. Oh, look at this. Yeah. 
It's a nice command. We did manage to make it out alive, sir. There's that. <laughs> yeah, we didn't manage to make it back alive from all your missions. Lunch? Lunch. Is that a euphemism? That's a likeness to the step there, isn't there? This episode really did push their relationship a bit. Not overtly, but it's it's definitely there. That was Evolution Part 2. A one-off, same title as Part 1. And I didn't even check Twitter and there were 32 tweets while we were on there, so somebody may have addressed something to us. Well, there was nothing specifically for us. Would you agree that that was the better of the two are? Oh, definitely. That went a lot faster. Yeah. In the commentary, right at the end, Amanda actually said, I've got to watch this show. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to imagine they spend all the time actually making the episodes and then they go into post editing special effects and a month later get released and they never actually get around to watching it because they're still working. Right then, that was Evolution Part 2. Next week, what have we got? A Sam Carter episode, Grace, Season 7, Episode 13. Have you got the blurb up, Alan? Carter's aboard the Prometheus as the ship comes under attack. She wakes to find the crew is gone the ship is trapped in a gas cloud. Attempts to save the ship and find the crew are hampered by her head injury, but her teammates, her father and a little girl named Grace appear to her. Having her save the ship and crew as well as face up to the choices she has made in her life. Memory serves her relationship with Jack in that episode is focused on again. Yeah. Given the one we just had. Definitely a slight trend in the shipper department. Mm-hmm. Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. It's time for some news, birthdays and feedback. First off, we've altered the look of the main website in preparation for changing the domain. This change should take place within the next week, and once completed, we will be resubmitting the podcast to iTunes, and then once again asking or begging for reviews, which many of you were gracious enough to give us in the past. Touch wood, when all this is completed, we'll be able to launch our Season 7 favourite episode poll. Stargate-related birthdays for the upcoming week include, on the 5th, Chuck Campbell, who played Chuck the Technician in 44 episodes of Stargate Atlantis. He also guest-starred in Sanctuary, and made a single appearance on SG-1. On the 9th, we have two actors celebrating their births. First is the British actress Rona Mitra, who played the Lucian Alliance commander from Stargate Universe. Her main claim to fame would be her roles in The Gates, Boston Legal, Nip Tuck and The Practice. Also on the 5th, James Lafazonis, one of the more popular Wraith performers, celebrates his birth. Born in Canada, he has recently had roles in Covert Affairs, Battlestar Galactica and Supernatural. Feedback time. Right then, we got an email. We did? Yes, we did. We had some email from Colin about Evolution Part 2. Part 2 kept the momentum going nicely from Part 1. Jacob showed what a stubborn git he is, but it was worth it in the end. While the sight of the super soldier army was enough to send shivers down the team's spine, for me the best bet was Jack rescuing Daniel. This was Jack doing what he does best, and was in his element. Daniel should also be given credit for not cracking under torture. Shame his companion blurted it all out. But as we very nearly had a zombie apocalypse on our hands, sure of the dead anyway, it was a great two-part episode, and I totally enjoyed it. Live long and podcast. Colin. Cheers, Colin. Thanks for the feedback, as always. If you want to hear more about, more from Colin, then pay a visit to his Star Trek podcast over at Trek News and Views. From our Facebook page, posts via Airlock Alpha, which kicked off about the noise Dean Davlin was making about a proposed new theatrical Stargate movie. At this point, I would take any Stargate, and as a fan of the movie, Devlin returning to his original movie would not be a negative point. Kevin replied, I actually think it can work outside of the series canon. Yes, but the only thing I would question is if the original movie's audience were worth going after in a sequel, or would it make more sense to reboot and then look to an ongoing theatrical franchise? Kevin said, I wouldn't mind seeing a reboot of the original. Like you said, as Stargate fans, at this point, any Stargate would be good Stargate. John D. Riley III replied, I would take any Stargate, even a sequel to the MGM movie. But I really wish they made their three movies, which was set to include SGA, SGU and SGU. I would love to see Atlantis use the wormhole drive to catch up the destiny. And as they transfer all people and a few puddle jumpers, those drones show up. And in all that battle, they destroy all the drones and Atlantis is destroyed. I replied, ah yes, the wormhole drive. Pour the rabbit out in here, didn't they? John replied, yes they did. An easy way out, but hmm... That's a way to get to SGU very easily. Also on our Facebook group, a few replies to the website and iTunes update I posted. Daniel Waller posted, 
I'm still here. I replied, Huzzah, always appreciated, Daniel. You've been with us quite a while now. Scott, founder of the Gatecast, posted, At least you're still using my logo. Ha <laughs> ha. I replied, I would have asked you to update the theme, but I know you've been busy. Plus, I don't know enough about the coding of style sheets, etc. So I went for a complete template with built in options. If you ever fancy re- reworking the original theme, would love to use it. Scott replied, I'm messing with you. After I finished redesigning the vintage game site, I could work on it. I just need a coder to help me with a few features I want to add, and I'll be finished. I can do minor PHP, just not well enough to do what I need. We had some feedback on Evolution Part 1, again via Facebook. Jeff Woolsey posted, This episode really shows how much of a badass Daniel has become, after hanging out with Jack and Tilk all those years, as he deals with the torture and being held captive. It's interesting to see him be Jack for the other scientist. I replied, the boy has come a long way. It's been a hard journey, and it's not over. Bradley Moore posted, not the strongest two-parter, but still an enjoyable watch. I think they are very different stories, both strong in themselves, but didn't really mesh enough in the first episode, and I think you need that overlap to be strong straight away. Not a bad episode, though. Looks great, and some nice location and effects work. Jeff replied, when I watch this episode, I am always more interested in Daniel's plot over the other one. I can see that the Super Soldier mission is a variant of many others, while the Indiana Jones bit is still a bit fresh. That's all the feedback and news for this week, folks. Thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch with us, these are the ways. We would love to hear from you. The Gatecast website can be found at gatecast.facecast.com. Links to episodes not found on the current RSS feed can be found there as well. Our Facebook and Google Plus pages are listed under The Gatecast, and our Twitter ident is The Gatecast, which is one word. Finally, the old tried and trusted email address is gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. It is still the best and most reliable way of getting in touch with us. And if you're feeling adventurous, why not record us a little MP3 so we can play it on the show? It makes life so much easier when we know how to pronounce somebody's name. So feel free to send us any comments or feedback you have on the show, or any aspect of the fandom. Retweets, plus ones, URLs, pictures, sound files, anything like that is more than welcome. We'll always do our best to put any feedback into the show itself. One world, one universe, the journey never ends. Stargate forever. That was Evolution Part 2. Thanks for joining us this week, folks. Like I said, next week we'll be uh, watching and discussing Grace. I hope you'll join us. For now, take care, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening, folks. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You've been listening to Gatecast, presented by Alan, Mike, and Scott. Visit us at gatecast.facecast.com. Thank you.